Warriors Plus Minus is brought to you by Game Time, your new go-to app for the best deals on last-minute tickets. Did you know Warriors ticket prices tend to drop just before the game starts? Game Time tracks the prices in real time from thousands of trusted sellers. And you know with the Warriors, those prices are really low now. But then it shows you all the best last-minute deals with prices up to 60% off. More than 12 million fans have downloaded the Game Time app and discovered the fastest, easiest way to get into the game. Check this out. They have the, the app. Like You get out. It's a two-tap checkout. Easy process to get out. Buy your tickets. One, two, boom, boom, and you're done. Simple as that, you're out. You can be just like Warriors fans who are now lining up to get some of these cheap tickets because the Warriors are not that good this year. Do it now before Steph Curry and Klay Thompson gets back. Head to the App Store or the Play Store now. Download Game Time and score some awesome deals on last-minute tickets. Plus minus. Tim Kawakami deserves all the credit. Plus minus. That is a word right there. <laughs> What'd you say? Plus minus. Yeah, like, like you, Marcus Thompson. Marcus always tell the truth. Plus minus. The only thing that I would say to Ethan Strauss is that he's a pretty damn good reporter. Um, he's well respected. I think he got the highest plus minus in the season in NBA history. Welcome back to Warriors Plus Minus, or maybe we should call this the Eric Pascal Show. Because it is now Eric Pascal's team. The era. The Pascal. The, the Pascal era. era. Pascal's Rascals beat the Pascal's Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> Pascal's Triangle. <laughs> Pascal's wager, if you want to bet on his rookie of the year odds, is they plummet. Get in. That's get him so while you still can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The gambler, the gambler addict you hear is uh, Ethan Strauss. Gambler, gambler. NBA gambler. <laughs> and Specific to that. Of course, uh, Tim Kawakami, editor in chief of the Athletic Bay Area, is here, and we have we have a new interesting figure to talk about. Uh, Eric Pascal goes out and drops thirty four and thirteen in the face of the Blazers, which is hilarious that the Blazers can't beat the Warriors under any circumstances. Apparently, can we just start the over over hype machine? Like Eric Pascal, Hall of Fame? Is, are we ready? Ethan was calling him Rookie of the Year before, before the, the game. game. Before the game, and now no, Ethan. I was just saying good value is what I was saying because before it dropped to 60, I thought it was good value at 60 to 1. I think that's decent value when you look at the field. But I'm going to have a meta point that I'm trying to make right now, which is sometimes, sometimes we caution too much against overreaction. Sometimes we in the media, we are underreacting. I remember times when this has occurred. Uh, the this is going to be fun Los Angeles Lakers that one Mike Brown had to coach back in the day. After the first loss and the second loss, there was a lot of you guys are overreacting. You guys are overreacting. Don't be a prisoner of the moment. You're saying when they were bad. Yeah, when they were yeah, bad. Yeah. Right. Or, or on the other side, the, the example I used for a player kind of popping James Harden in his first game with the Houston Rockets, where he slapped up 40-something points on the Pistons, and then he put up another great game, and people were saying, oh, it's hard to remember, but people didn't think that James Harden could be a could be a superstar and could maybe be the guy, and there was a lot of don't overreact, don't overreact. Well, there's something that Bill James called signature significance, where sometimes if a big enough thing happens in a small sample size, it's meaningful or it, it it can be meaningful and so yeah maybe this is like anthony morrow scoring a bunch of points against the clippers 37 it, 37 <laughs> points that was insane it is very rare 
that a guy puts up three 20-plus point games efficiently in the NBA in his first seven, and then he's not a rotation player. Well, now that you forward. bring that up, you know what this remind, does remind me of a little bit? Because we've got to skip out of this era and, and change our frame of reference because it's not going to be like the guys who play for the last five years. This reminds me of Gilbert Arenas. Mm. Second-round pick. Kind of, you knew about him. Okay, he's going to be okay. But Antoine Jameson. Hi, Arizona. Yeah, yeah, you know, you got Jason Richardson. You've got, you know, it just, okay, whatever. We'll see what he's going to be a nice, maybe back at, back in a rotation guy at some point. And he played tremendously early in his rookie season. And you just went, whoa, okay, is this real? Is this not real? And I, I'm not saying Pascal's going to be as good as Gilbert or worse or whatever. I'm saying this is the first, and it just struck me when you, Ethan, when you threw out that name. From the past, like this to me is a reckoning of a talent. Now, we don't know where that talent's going to end up, and we don't know if he's going to be a good NBA player, but I think we know he's going to end, he's an NBA player. And that's a big step for a sec for the first pick in the draft to, after six games. This guy's going to play in the NBA. He's probably going to start in the NBA for a long time. And I can't recall a similar, like Draymond, yes, great player, second round pick, but he didn't play like this in six games. Yeah. He barely played at all. The fact that he was getting on the court was a big deal. This is a very different thing. It strikes me as the most similar to Gilbert Arenas. It, it reminds me, uh, Anthony Morrow came to mind immediately. I remember that. Anthony Morrow was a little bit different, though. He was a summer league yeah. invite, right? Yeah. He was on his way overseas when the Warriors gave him a, a spot in summer league, which earned him an invite to training camp, and he ended up winning a roster spot. And then I think it was four four games in or something like that, he goes and he drops 37, yep. and he's, like, making every shot, and, and he was the next Ray Allen that night. It was like, oh, Remember man. him and Anthony Randolph yeah, are going right? to be the next team, next duo. The it next reminds me that I think a lot of, like, prospects and drafts, a lot of the focus is on what they can't do, right? You start looking at what are their weaknesses, what are their flaws, what they don't have, and then some players show you what they can do, right? And I think what Eric Pascal has shown, it doesn't mean he's going to be an all-star MVP, but he's shown that he can do some things. Like he's yeah. 23, right? <laughs> he's he's probably he's undersized, but we know he's strong, right? We can see that. This is a bankable skill. We know he can handle the ball a little bit. We know he has a nice shooting touch. These are things that are all usable, and now you can start actually projecting on what he can do. And, and we should say Anthony Morrow played eight eight seasons in the NBA. Oh yeah, no, right. Was- if you get a second round pick. And really, the Warriors were just such a mess that they didn't they didn't get much use out of Moro. I think he played two seasons here. They're they're far more competent than they were back then. If you've got a guy who is just a rotation player that you get with a second round pick, I think that's tremendous value. And if he's even better than that, if he's something closer to what we've seen recently, I mean, the most volatile stock in the world is young players. Their trade value can just it can just go crazy if they put together enough potential. And you've seen that with D'Angelo Russell, who was thought to be on his way out of the league and then gets over $100 million, and the Wolves still badly want him. So I think this is potentially a tremendous development from the Warriors. We don't necessarily have to overreact to it and say that this he's an all-star and it's, it is completely prophesized. But I, I don't want to deny that this is uh, potentially fairly meaningful for this team. No, nah, it's huge. It's huge. If, if at minimum, at minimum, they can look at their crop of young players and say, we've got one. When, when Steph comes back, when Clay comes back. Draymond. Yeah, Draymond comes back, right? Whatever you end up acquiring, you know Eric Pascal is in that mix now. No matter what. Like, that's minimum. 
maybe maximum is he becomes a guy who can replace one of your aging stars. That's probably the max of what he can do. You'd be like, all right, now we can move a dude, Draymond. <laughs> wow. You're ready to right. trade Draymond. You can't trade Draymond. <laughs> yeah. You can't trade Draymond. But, you know, like yeah. at well, some that's point, a larger question. Be the can guy. Pascal play with Draymond? I think they can play together at, to some extent, certainly in a small lineup. Oh, I think Draymond would certainly, love yeah, to play with a guy yeah, like yeah, that. Certainly Absolutely. in a small lineup. And, you know, just can Pascal play the three more likely a four, but he can play some three, you know, against certain matchups. He's an interesting player. Some of why he may have slipped through the cracks, it's similar to, to Draymond in that he doesn't look like he can move how he can move. And so maybe he he's can play explosive. some. Yep. Yeah. He's fast. He's a fast guy. He looks like a bowling ball, but he's he and he's he's strong. I'm not saying that he's fat. I mean he's 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 a built guy, but he just moves in a way that you wouldn't think he could move. And I I didn't expect this from him. I wasn't saying look out for this guy, but I'm I'm very impressed early on. And there will be nights when he can't finish at the rim over some of those bigger front lines. That's or he doesn't grab the rebound that was secure. Yeah, the, yeah bounce yeah. it off his hands. <laughs> yeah. And a, yeah, is he, is he going to hit the three regularly? I mean, that's a, obviously a huge thing about last night. He, they're backing off of him, saying daring him to shoot that shot, can't drive. What's he do? He shoots the three, makes a three. I don't think he missed the three. You know, and is that going to be there the whole time? I, I don't know. But the fact that he can take it, it's already made more than Omri Caspi, I think, did in his entire Warriors <laughs> career. Uh, that's something. That's, you know, again, you, yeah. in the moment, with what they have, what they're throwing out there, nine guys, you take what you can get. No Steph, no Draymond, no, Dr no Clay, no D'Angelo Russell. For however long that's all going to be, they got a player. Out of all yeah. this, they got a player. And they, don't, they got another couple players. Damian Lee is going to play in the NBA for a while. Claymian Lee. Yeah, Claymian <laughs> Lee is going to play in the league. Kai Bowman, you know, is a, probably a third point guard kind of thing. But he's he's impressed me. Just the finishing lefty, righty, you know, has the guts to get in there, bounce around with some guys. He can hit some shots. We might have seen the top end of Kai Bowman last night. But those three guys... They're watchable. You know, the, it wasn't watchable for five games. Those three guys are watchable. Yeah. The Warriors are getting all the royal jelly, as Thorpe says, where sometimes the difference between a player becoming something and not becoming Dude, something is just an opportunity. Jelly is trash. We yeah, already I mean, went we're, over we're this. We're going to do another jelly show. <laughs> By the way, my jelly mom trash. said that Marcus was wrong about jelly. <laughs> and I'm trying to remember how and why. No and way. She told, she told me that yesterday. She said that it has to do with how translucent it is because it has the pulp in it as far as jelly versus jam. We're not doing another jelly show. <laughs> other, than, other than knowing that, that, noting like, that Marcus that, was wrong. That sounds like exactly let's, what let's I do, said. Let's do honest. a Marcus is wrong show. That's, that's, that's exactly show. what I said. That's literally what I said. It's more translucent. Uh, <laughs> well, it's more translucent. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's as clear as the talent of one Eric Pascal's, yeah, Pascal. one might say about uh, one might say about jelly. But now you're looking at this team and – Maybe we don't want to get overly optimistic with it, but if everybody comes back healthy, you're combining the top-line All-Stars with some very intriguing oh, young talent. Oh, don't get ahead of the show. We still got to get to, to rotation. Oh, everything's uh, rotation. Everything's rotation. Here's the, here's the question I have. Like, you know, obviously this was Steph's team. Steph goes down. This is D'Angelo Russell's team. D'Angelo Russell steps out. Is this like now, okay, Eric Pascal, you do what you want? Like, we're we're – let, you're the see, you're the A one guy. Now. Let's see what happens when D'Angelo's back, yeah. right? which should be soon. I'm I'm thinking some point on that road trip, and then let's see those two blend if they do. I I think it's going to be interesting to see D'Angelo blend with this young. You know, he's young too, but he's an established NBA player making twenty seven and a half million dollars. And how does he do it with scrambling Kai Bowman and 
you know, Damian Lee and Omari Spellman and Pascal. Those guys are used to, like, clearing out for Pascal now. That's what they've done for two games. What's D'Angelo going to do about it? Can can he fit with that? Does he have to be kind of opposite of Pascal? I want to see. That's an, you know, it's it's interesting the way this is staggered because it's going to be him first, then we're going to see Draymond, then we're going to see Steph, then we're going to see Clay. Kind of how each one integrates or reintegrates into whatever they're doing now, and whether if whatever they're doing now can hold up. Might not. I mean, might not look real good in Houston. Yeah, can Pascal <laughs> in, 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 in tomorrow yeah. night? We'll see. Can, can Pascal be that role man? Can he be that guy off of pick and roll uh, where maybe he does some of what Draymond does uh, with passing off of the role, perhaps? But Is he instead making Looney expendable? We're talking about Draymond. Is that no, the, they need, they need that any Looney's si- role? They need, they need size. They need some size. I think they need uh, I think they need Looney as part of the – I mean, who knows what's going on with Looney health-wise, but I do think they need him just because – just the size and the defense like they need this is they they are ranked as the worst defensive team in the league so um yeah i i, I think he loses a five and and pascal's a three four but and he's four, making four, five three, and he's making five million yeah, a year too. Get better and they got you know it's, it's now this kind of backup of centers which we thought we didn't you know weren't going to see without this team which they've done for years but you've got Collie Stein, you got Looney, you got Chris, you got Spellman, and I don't know that Steve's going to play that many of uh, you know that center. I mean, I think Draymond at center is and Pascal at the four is their best combination. So none of those guys would play in in that formulation. I don't know how long Kerr will want to go with that, but I think they're finishing games with Draymond and Pascal on the floor together, and I think it's going to be with Draymond at the five and Pascal at the four, and they figure out everything else, uh, you know, and possibly you know with D'Angelo, Steph, and Poole as the one, two, three. That might be your best five. Uh, and Damian Lee's got to be in that mix. So we're talking about four I mean, centers on the roster. To, or are they going to play? Yeah. Is, is Damian Lee actually going to be in the mix? Is, is Kerr going to play him? <laughs> uh, he's, he seems like he uh, <laughs> he only really got minutes when when Steve ran out of every option available. Um, I think you know it's it's funny with Kerr. It seems like he has an aversion to uh, players that you might have thought of as a bit Steve Kerr-esque, where he seems like he's hardest on the guy who comes Steve in. Steve Kerr thinks he was trash. Yeah. So everybody doesn't <laughs> like him. He's like, that dude's not can't play. He plays like me. Or, or maybe he was also a tough player back in the day, That's so maybe there's a little That's bit of a, you know, why can't you be tough like yeah, I was? Even if you're physically not at the same level, these guys just fight him. Fight him. <laughs> what he doesn't like is if you don't fight him and if you don't know what to do with the ball when it gets past you. That's the number one thing. Like, he just can't stomach it. Like it's just it's so frustrating to him to watch a dude who gets the ball and like you just don't know what's gonna happen. He wants to be able to know that. And Lee, I think one of the reasons why he might have been undervalued is that he looks all over the place and there's something almost spastic about his <laughs> movements, which I think he kind of gets fouled a little more than you might think. Uh, he averaged over five free throws in the G League. He was getting fouled last night. He had a big old scratch on his arm in the locker room and he was saying to me that he should have gotten even more fouls with the way they were hacking out there with his uh, but he's he's pretty good at drawing contact. But I also think those extravagances of his game, perhaps, is what Kerr might not totally love. But, hey, he's out there and he's playing and he's and demonstrating it value. Was, it was when he was there with Durant, Iguodala, Livingston, Curry, Draymond. This is different. And 
you know, will Kerr adapt permanently to this? I don't know. But I think, you know, it's always been, oh, he's so tough on young guys and he won't be able to develop this. These guys are getting better in six games. It's six games and they're getting better. Can we say Kerr looks like he's enjoying this it's now? It's a little looser. <laughs> yeah, it's a little Kerr bit came of, to that yeah. post game and was like, he was all happy yeah. telling Joe, like, look. Kerr likes his team again. Yeah, it's an old Doc Rivers thing, right? Wasn't Doc was great in Orlando when he didn't have any superstars, and then you get him to Boston, and, you got, and he's like miserable. Now they win, but he's miserable, or he's just—it's just a little different. And again, not saying that Steve Kerr doesn't want superstars, but I think the weight of the preseason, when they knew they weren't going to be good, even with Steph and Draymond out there, to the first few games when it was awful, that was something that was building it was not going to be good for the mood of the franchise and to have it get taken away as we've all written was something that was actually big picture good for the franchise just forget about it forget about the season let it go think about next season get all anxious and worried about the impact of next season this season just play guys and let them run around out there and see how it goes and don't be so angst-ridden. And I think that's what we've seen on the court, too. I think I think Kerr is realizing he woke up one day and realized that, wait a second, there's zero expectation as far as how many wins I'm supposed to get. And, oh, my God, these guys listen to me because they have to. They have to listen to me. It's not like when he's telling Kevin Durant to do something during the playoffs and they're jawing at each other. These guys are playing for their NBA lives, and also they don't know any better. They, they, they just showed up here. And I think for a lot of coaches over everything else, they just want to be listened to. Think of some of the biggest fights you've had in life, whether it's with your significant other or friends. It's the feeling of not being listened to. So I think Steve is finally he's finally realized that and he seems man what a 180 in terms of that guy's mood it's really incredible to see with the quips and the joking around about Jay Wright being the only one who can hold Pascal under under 20 points yeah you've seen him just completely change moods overnight so uh we gotta say this I feel like I have to say it just because integrity requires so Chase was kind of lit yeah Yeah. (laughs) right are we back to it's a great time out of Warriors game? Get thunder out it was, there. It, Get was, thunder. it was kind of high. I'd say this: the the it's a good noise. There's a, acoustics are good in there. It's a concert arena. So when it's quiet, it's really quiet because you can tell. And when it's loud and the fans are into it, they get loud. You know, it's not like it's a, a cavernous staple center where you don't really feel it. The arena is going to react when things happen. It, it reacted when D'Angelo Russell hit a couple threes in the first game, and they're getting destroyed. So I think Chase is going to be fine noise-wise. We'll see if people keep showing up. We'll see if those seats are empty. We'll see if the people in the suites just stay back there and eat their crab claws with Ethan. But uh, <laughs> I think it's, you know, I don't think it's going to be a terrible place to play basketball. I don't think it's going to be a terrible place to watch basketball. The noise is going to be there. Even if it isn't, they'll pipe it in somehow, some way. But uh, it's not going to be Oracle. It's not going to be bad. I, I, I never thought it was going to be a bad acoustic sound energy level place, uh, you know, unless they're just horrible and, no, and nobody's out there. And I think people will be out there. They'll, they'll, Steph will be back. People will understand what the season is. They're getting the, you know, the total grasp of it now. And I don't think Chase is going to be bad in the next season. We'll see how it is when they have everybody back and they're going for a title again, if they are. But the fans were into it, yeah, right? Yeah, the fans, the were, fans into it. I mean, were But supportive. also it's probably a different kind of fan it, for these uh, games now. Hey, let me tell you, let me tell you, my phone was on fire for people who were excited that tickets were going for 40 bucks yes. now. It was like, yo, we had the game. Where will you be? Because I'm at the game. It was like all these people yeah. who were like, oh, we in there now. We can do it. And that might be... 
the benefit of what, like the silver lining is like all these people who were priced out can now go to games. It's and gonna, there's, there's it's a whole be, bunch of them left, too. And, and there's a whole bunch a whole of them bunch left. Of them. I actually saw my, my father and a friend of his at the game last night, and they were just overjoyed. I thought, I, I met up with them. I, I didn't know you were sitting here. I thought you were retired. I didn't know you were spending money like that, Dad. This is incredible. They, they were saying to me, oh, my God, the prices crashed after Steph got hurt. They were loving it. They were loving the seats they could get. Um, it is already a different a different clientele right now in that arena now, as represented you, by my dad. If you bought those tick those uh, PSL suites and all that and partly for resale uh, value, then you're not feeling too good about no, this. No. But I, I my heart never breaks for that because investments are investments, you know, you can lose. The part of the deal about an investment is you might lose. And for this season at least, I think people are losing big time and but then maybe next season will be better. It's an investment. It's not a guarantee. It's not guaranteed money. Nothing and also, ever it's is. not a short-term investment. Yeah, either, absolutely. Right? They're absolutely. Not, it's they're fine. Not doing just, this for now. J- j- just hedge by putting your life savings on Pascal for Rookie of the Year. It's fine. Come back and get come back and get even afterwards. When my boy Ryu Hachimura wins it, come on, you're totally overlooking him. <laughs> he could totally. do it. That's, do a, it. that's a winner, man. That's the winner. It's a competitive. It's a competitive award this season. There, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of potential candidates right now there are a lot of potential candidates uh uh tk mm-hmm. what does this all mean for De- <laughs> what does this all mean for d'angelo russell that's I'm a great you, yeah. i'm gonna let you get i'm gonna let you get uh, you've been uh skeptical saying this about d'angelo russell for a while this is your chance d'angelo russell is listening he's not you know it, right, you almost right. i don't want to be critical of a guy's not playing because things are happening because he's not playing but I think people are noticing that the energy is very good with him out. You could say the same thing about Steph and Draymond. I'm not separating them from the general conversation, except they're, they're the ones who won championships uh, on this team, and he has them. I think it's up to him now to f- figure out how he fits in this flow. And just watching that will be interesting, about dynamic, because we know he hasn't done it with Steph and, and Draymond. It, didn't, it hadn't worked just in a little brief time, but it surely didn't work. What, what the worst plus minus in the NBA? and never felt in the flow and certainly isn't playing great defense never you know connected on staff for three or four times over a five game period it's up to him to say you know what they got something decent these young guys let me blend into that instead of stopping it and saying we're doing it this way i'm holding the ball i'm gonna you're gonna run it for a pick i'm gonna dribble 15 times and the shot clock's gonna go down i'm gonna go drive in the lane and do something which is what he's been doing that hasn't worked real, and it certainly won't work with this roster, I don't think. And let's see him adapt to it. Let's see, you know, let's him say, you know, I'm a great talent, and I could do any kind of system. Let's do it this way. If he doesn't, and they don't look so good, that'd be really interesting. And I think it'll be a, you know, a telltale for later uh, in the summer or whenever when we're trying to assess his value to the team. Is he better off being traded? Is he better off on the team? It's a little mini part of it you know with Steph and Clay and Draymond off the table which is fascinating and then we'll see them each work their way back in and see how that works but I think there's a big spotlight on D'Angelo Russell saying this is an interesting Pascal at least for Pascal don't make Pascal worse he's good right now if if D'Angelo Russell shows up and Pascal is yeah. terrible <laughs> that's not that's not going to be on Pascal it's going to be on D'Angelo Russell I'm sorry it just is and I think D'Angelo Russell has to acknowledge that. I think the Warriors staff has to acknowledge that. Not saying he has to become just a pure passer and forget about it. 
He's just got to figure out how to play with this. I mean, this, this is, energy. This this is a nice energy. This is not that different from Brooklyn, all right. This is yeah. much more like it was in Brooklyn than with Steph and Draymond out there. Yes, no question. Young but, guys and low expectations, yeah. and you know, chuck as many shots as you want, sir. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know you're right. And you know, could could Pascal be that version of Joe Harris or Carl Levert, Levert? I, I don't know. He's done it. I'm not saying he hasn't done it. Yeah. I'm saying he didn't do it with Steph. He did not. That didn't work for however brief a period, and they knew it wasn't going to work after preseason. That's why the Steph injury gave everybody a, a, kind of a step back, sigh of relief. Don't have to worry about this season. It wasn't going to work anyway. Now let's see what D'Angelo Russell can do to blend his talents with Eric Paschal and with the rest of the thing that's going on. I'm fascinated to watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what Radio Ethan thinks about D'Angelo Russell. Oh, that's a topic. <laughs> Look, everybody, I know you're worried out there, Warriors Nation, about the draft pick. The team is looking really good lately. But never fear, folks. Here comes Tank Commander D-Low, or as I call him, D-Slow. He's coming back. He is going to save that draft pick because... If the Warriors weren't tanking, let me tell you, folks, he's about as helpful to them as he is to Nick Young's love life, folks. I'm telling you, he's about oh, wow. as he is about as good at driving the basketball as he is at smuggling wacky tobacco <laughs> through an airport. This guy, I get such a headache from watching him swipe $100 million from the good-hearted customers of Chase Center that I feel like I need what he has in the Arizona tea can. <laughs> Pathetic, awful. Have him help you get the draft pick, then trade him out of here, folks. He's helping the team then. He's the helping team. the team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's good. He's good the for the team. <laughs> tank him. He's, he's there for the tank. We acquired him. We paid him $27.5 million because he's a great tank. <laughs> As I said, money well spent. <laughs> hey, hey, check this out, this list. This, this dawned on me. Uh, coming over here the Warriors for so long since since Jarrett Jack have been looking for a backup point guard right it's been a long time Bob Myers has been searching for somebody who can come off the bench and you can put the ball in his hands Sean, Sean Livingston it was Livingston yeah. yeah but Livingston didn't play point guard well he on and off yeah, yeah he didn't off, play yeah. he was a post-up dude yeah. right but somebody who can run the offense who can who can dribble against pressure you're not worried about him I think Livingston could have done it but they just didn't Steve didn't use them that way. But look look at these names. Steve Blake, Tony Douglas. Great player, Steve Blake. <laughs> <laughs> now you're just being heady. heady. High IQ. <laughs> We're not, this isn't Radio Eath anymore. This is like, this is Kurt Suzuki yeah. in there. <laughs> oh, 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 wow. <laughs> it's, all about, it's all about my boys now. It's all about my boys. Tony Douglas, Jordan Crawford, Nemanja Nedovich, who was first-round pick. Yeah. Oh uh, man, Sean Livingston, Scott Machado, <laughs> Charles Jenkins, Ian Clark, Briante Weber. Yeah, that's the one. Brionte. Quinn oh. Cook. Yeah. yeah. Is Kai Bowman finally yeah. might be the point guard, the backup point guard they've been looking for? Is it Kai Bowman? I, there's a lot of things I like about him. Mm-hmm. He's aggressive, but he can get to the rim. Like that matters a lot. Yep. He can get to the rim. If a play breaks down, he can make something out of it. You know, he probably, you know, even Ethan was saying last night, hey, man, you got to swing that, right? <laughs> he, takes, he, takes, he, he takes a lot of liberties as the point guard, but he's tough. He can make an open shot. 
Like this might be it, and they, they like him, right? They they identified him early. It was like, yeah, he's one of our two ways. So clearly, you know, there there's an affinity for him. They're going to give him every opportunity to be it. They might have found their their backup point guard. Hey, Ish Smith has played a long time in the NBA. Yeah, Ish Smith is, has yes. Like some of these Jeremy Lin was one of those guys. Jeremy Lin, that's right. Yep, Jeremy yeah, Lin. So some of these undersized point guards, they fill a role. You need somebody to run the show. Uh, he could be in the league. He could stick. I could see it happening. Earl Boykins? No, it's Earl Boykins. <laughs> that guy should have stuck in the Keith league. Mr. Yeah. Jennings. The, yeah. the Warriors are uh, uh, a legendary place for undersized, like underrated backup point guards. This is what the Warriors have been about for forever. Mookie Blaylock. You know what I'm saying? A lot of dudes who are like, man, I couldn't stick, but you know what? I come to the Warriors and the expectations are low and I'm going to hustle really hard and people are going to love me and, and it's lit, right? Aaron Miles. Yeah, he didn't play for the Warriors, did he? He had a cup of coffee. He had a cup of coffee for the Warriors. Aaron Miles is a classic version of that. Derek Fisher, great backup point guard for the Warriors. Real inexpensive, too. Speedy Claxton. Speedy Claxton. Perfect perfect, 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 perfect. This is what they do. And Kai Bowman is, yeah, he's like he's your classic NBA third point guard. You just have him around just in case everything else goes haywire. He's now their starting point guard just by the what they've had. But, man, if they didn't have him, things would be so dicey for them. I think that they didn't have Kai Bowman. When he comes out of the game, you notice. You know, doesn't, I mean, now, Steve took him out late, and, and I was wondering why. Nate Duncan pointed out he'd gotten hit on a couple switches. He's not, you know, physical. Like, I've heard, oh, he's, he's you know, Patrick Beverly. He's not Patrick Beverly. He's, well, he's, he's just willing to he's pick active. up full yeah, court. Yeah, he's just active. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah, active, yeah. but he's not that strong. And, that, you yeah. know, hey, he's Kai Bowman. He's not, you know, you not worry, asking You worry that. about the scoring efficiency. I think he, in his uh, last college season, was uh, about 53% true shooting. So you worry what that might drop to at the NBA level. But... Uh, you know, for you're not asking for a whole lot from a backup point guard. Wait uh, a second, Bobby Sewer was a backup point guard. Oh, you asked yeah. a lot for him. Bobby Sewer was <laughs> he a superstar. Starting, though, the whole yeah. era, Bobby Sewer yeah, era. Went to Florida State, right? I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Cleveland Cavalier draft choice. Whatever, whatever. Vontigo Cummings. Vontigo Cummings. Very good. Very we can, good. Can, we we can do this all day. <laughs> Kai yeah, Bowman. I, I hear it. I hear it in the Raymond. Lorenzo Romar. Lorenzo <laughs> Romar. Vontigo Cummings. So uh, last night in the locker room was a funny moment, like because uh, Jordan Poole was the first one there. He's in there by himself, and then and then Kai Bowman comes in, and Marquise Chris, and they were all talking about Kai Bowman going after Hassan Whiteside, mm. and they yeah. were like getting yeah. a kick out of that. And uh, so then they started talking about how Jordan Poole was talking so much trash to Damian Lillard. And, you know, I'm not going to say the words that were being said, but Jordan Poole was like, basically, I didn't like how he was talking. He was telling Kai Bowman, I didn't like how he was talking to you. He was talking crazy. He was talking so much trash. So Kai Bowman is like, but, man, that's Damian Lillard Mm -hmm. you're talking to, right? And Jordan Poole's like, I don't care. Like (laughs) He's like, but that's Damian Lillard. So Kai Bowman is like, I mean, I get it. I appreciate it. Thanks for the backup. But. Mm. I'm the one who's guarding him. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's great, it's great. You could talk, you could talk trash to Damian Lillard, then you go go guard somebody else, and he gonna take it out on me. Yep. He's like, you know, now I got, now I gotta, I gotta be ready to not get forty dropped on me. So he's like, cool, let me do. If, if somebody's gonna talk trash to Damian Lillard, it should be the one who's guarding him. So chill out. It was funny because they're both like rookies, but mm. Kai Bowman was like, hold on, let me tell you how this thing works. Right? <laughs> Here's how we do it in the league. Okay? Here's how we do it.
I feel like I feel like uh, I feel like Jordan Poole only remembers the shots that go in. It's uh, he has remarkable. It's an confidence. amazing ability, though, right? Like that's an incredible <laughs> ability. I wouldn't be surprised if he might have the highest trade value, uh, despite not having hit a shot really, just because of how he looks. Just one because one game, he's gonna make uh, yep. most of those shots, yep. right? One yep. of those, he's gonna be a forty point game. He's gonna be like. Because he's taking them. Like, he has no um, conscience. And to be clear, I'm talking about the trade value among the guys who are playing right now. You know, I'm not talking about the entire roster versus Steph Curry. I thought Curry. you meant he had yeah, higher Steph trade Curry, value yeah. than Clay. Clay. Clay can't play right now. It's uh, it's pretty clear who's uh, who's moved to the leadership of that. But, yeah, he looks – it's hard. I was trying to figure that out with Slater. Is he a Nick Young uh, guy that Radio Ethan just mentioned? Is, mm-hmm. is that – is that the trajectory for him? Possibly, it's hard to really find a proper comp big, for him. I think him. he's bigger, so he can get in the lane a little bit. I mean, a little more possibility to be kind of a slithery guy. Not not a great scoring like that, but something like that. I can see him being a multi-dimensional scorer. I don't think the defense is ever going to be that. So not good, Dwayne Wade. You're not thinking Dwayne. Maybe Wade. Dwayne Wade. Maybe right, you know. Dwayne, yeah. Don't don't limit him with the Dwayne Wade. Dwayne stuff. Wade. Don't, I'll just say, but how different is it to watch these young guys? When they don't have the stress of playing with Steph, Draymond, Durant, Clay, so Iguodala. I mean, it's just so different. Like, I think Jordan Poole might take the shot Jordan might be. Right? Yeah, that's a whole Nick Young thing. But, it's like they're it's yeah. like they're in a fantasy camp where they get to play the Blazers and Damian Lillard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's like a scrimmage. I was like, look, like these guys have scrimmaged together. You can just tell because they're just cut and running, cut and running, cut and running, and they're nobody's thinking. Oh my, you know, you could just see the stress in guys when they're on the floor, got the ball and. Andre's looking at him and Draymond's looking at him. Like you should be better than that if you're an NBA player, if you want to flourish. But we've seen so many guys do that, and, I, and again, you, t- you take those pieces off the floor, you see so much more of these guys. And you like, like all these. They should have kept Kendrick Nunn. They should have kept all these guys. I see it all the time. This they should have kept these guys. There's reasons they didn't keep them. Or Patrick McCaw wilted under the pressure. Like it's just different. If McCaw was on this team, you'd see a different Patrick McCaw. It's just. The, the circumstances change, and you get different reactions from different people. This would not be happening if they still had Durant and Clay and Steph on the floor. Uh, and you get to see guys maybe develop a little more. You get to see Steve coach a little differently. Yeah, delicious, delicious royal jelly uh, in its tr- all its translucence. Royal jam. And all its translucence is being served to these guys. I think that's a real thing, though. I think that there are guys who never made it in the league that have only uh, they got it at the proper formative stages. They had the opportunity to do what some of these guys are doing, which I think is part of why to credit Joe Lacob, uh, who sometimes we can definitely criticize, but I think he does see that, and I think he does understand that there is a developmental aspect to the league, and some of it is about opportunity that separates whether a guy becomes something versus whether whether he just never gets there. It's A lot of it is circumstantial. So, TK, let's just say December, say Christmas Day, right? Christmas Day, Draymond is healthy. Still no Steph. Kevon Looney yeah. is healthy. Willie Collie-Stein is healthy. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's healthy except for Steph and Clay. And Clay. What's the rotation? Yeah, <laughs> Pascal plays. Let's just that's that's Start. happening. I think he starts. I think he starts at the three. You know, we you know Glenn Robinson, uh, Alec Burks. They're they're not guys who are going to hold that position for forever. You don't you don't reserve the spot for them. So Pascal at the three, Draymond at the four, Willie Cauley Stein at the five. Looney plays the most minutes, but plays the five. And I think you close in competitive games against teams that don't have a monster center, and maybe even some that do. 
You close with, I'm calling it the after-death lineup. Draymond at the five. That was pretty good, by the way. I don't mind that one. Yeah, Pascal at the four. Whoever at the three, whoever, Robinson or Burks, whoever's playing. Maybe Jordan Poole at the three. Steph Curry eventually at the one, but it's Bowman at the one. And then whoever else you have, you know, Damian Lee. You know, it's that Damian Lee, Alec Burks, Glenn yeah, Robinson. Russell De- oh, yeah, D'Angelo Russell. I'm sorry. There's that the one. I just forgot about D'Angelo Russell. Oops. Yeah, he'll be in there too, I guess. So that's why I, I can just see them sliding it down like they always do in a game where it's competitive, in a game where they can speed it up. And I think ideally you get your best setup when it's Draymond at the five and Pascal at the four. So so you're saying Glenn Robinson out, Willie Cauley-Stein out. Yeah. L- uh, Looney out. Looney out. out. Yeah. Spellman out. Spellman. Chris so out. Spellman's out. Chris. Yes, Chris out. It's like, again, you need those guys for minutes. I'm not saying you don't need them for minutes. I'm saying when you finish the game in a, in a competitive game where they got a chance to win and you want your best rhythm, you want your best chemistry, it's going to be Draymond at the five, Pascal at the four. Because Pascal is a natural four, I think, in this setup, in and a you closing setup. You couldn't do Looney, Pascal, Draymond. No, I don't think that so. It's too slow. It's, yeah, and, you yeah. know, you go, what's Houston going to do to that? They're just going to pick and roll yeah. like crazy, and you're going to get By exposed. By the way, while we're drinking all the, the Warriors Kool-Aid and optimism, uh, all the translucent jelly uh, Damn, available. Fruit spread. Fruit spread. Uh, Amari Spellman. You know, kind of, kind of a little intriguing. Yeah, yeah. A little bit skilled. You know, I, I'm, I'm a little intrigued. I'm just throwing that out there. Little intrigued. He, um, was asking about Pascal last night, and Spellman's like, man, that dude can play. People think he's a slouch. No, he can play. Like he can shoot. And so, you know, obviously, Omari Spellman is a, is, is a shoot, shooting big, right? He's a stretch big. That's where he hangs his hat. Got a lot of Mari Spates in him. I was like, so can he shoot better than you? He's like, shoot better than me? Yeah. <laughs> he can score better than me, but shoot better than me? Nah. He, like, he, he was just praising Pascal, Pascal, Pascal. <laughs> Hold on, shoot better than me? Like, no, chill. Like, stop. How, how dare you? <laughs> he can score better than me, but he definitely can't shoot better than me. That's good. You yeah. want that confidence. I know, Absolutely. right? No, it's, it's good to see that. You know, they, they haven't had that from rookies in a while since Draymond, really. You know, the rookies like, come on now. Look, look. We'll see how good Spellman is. I, I think he's better than Chris, although Steve closed with Chris last night. He did. Uh, which was interesting. I Maybe just think you need a bigger a, with a white side. Yeah, you know, and white yeah. side. But, and uh, he was good. He was like fine. He was good. Oh, he was fine. Yeah, he got a, he got right as I was yeah. questioning it, he gets a couple of rebounds and a putback. So fine, I can criticize Steve all I want, and then it shows it goes right back in my face. Yeah, you know, Spellman's fine. I think he's a keeper. Chris is not a keeper. I think you know they picked up his option. They clearly think Spellman's on this team next year when every dollar counts. But uh, he's part of a mix. And again, when I'm saying close with. Draymond at the five, that doesn't mean that's what you do every game, and it's not going to be every minute. It's like the same old four minutes. Just close with that for four minutes, see what you got. And if you need a big guy in there, they have plenty to choose from. It's just weird, though, that we kept on talking, they need a big guy, I need a big guy, I need a big guy. Oh, my God, who's going to play big? And now we're going, I don't know when these guys are going to play very much once Looney's It's just back. Draymond. Like, yep. it's always Draymond. Hey, Ethan, is uh, Damian Lee in that after-death lineup? Uh, I... I don't know. There's so much flux right now. Oh, it's you're the really... vice president of the Damian Lee fan yeah. club. So. I don't want to own all that. I just I, I thought he was an NBA player Let's early on. Was the president, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I would say I would say Sidell's the president. I thought I thought he was an NBA player. You know, I, I think that typically Kerr likes to close with defense, and he he likes a lot of defense, and so maybe he doesn't get in there. But it really just depends on who's healthy, and that's going to be something that's it's really hard to project because it seems like right now, if you have a hangnail, uh, they're 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 saying give it a couple. If weeks. If you've been an all star and you have a hangnail, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's a couple weeks. Yes. 
If you have not been an All Star, Eric Pascal, you, you might be an All Star. Uh, Eric oh, Pascal's yeah, yeah. down like, oh, my knee. Yeah. Yeah, we might, we, we, we I got might a crook in my neck sleeping. Yeah, we might need a date. I mean, he is 23. He's getting old. He is 23. You can't run him into the ground. You know, I'll just say this. Okay, to finish a game at the three, your choice, Damian Lee, Glenn Robinson third, Alec Burks. I go Lee. Silence it's over close. there. I'm, 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 I'm torn. I really like, I really like Alec Burks. You do like Burks. I do like Alec I, Burks. I, again, I think I don't he does I like Damian Lee from. is more. Damian Lee's shot is, is off as much reliable. His pull up, like he's yep. taking it more. He's not yep. just spotting Absolutely. up. That two dribbles in pull up. Yep. That's gonna be a money he, shot yep. for him. Yep. He like, that's also a reliable runs, shot. He runs off the ball. He, yes, yes, he yes. does some See, of I that. See, I wonder where that came out of. Yeah, some of that. But I do like a ball handler though. Like that's what I yeah. wonder. Who's the ball handler? None of them, really. That's what I, I like. Mean, yeah, I like I a dude None who can them. handle the ball. Yeah. That's how I look at it, though. Where I'm not sure what the other guys are really giving you, other than size and the defense they provide. It's kind of more reputational than than what I've seen. I know that Lee can get you a bucket, and I know that he can stretch the defense out when he's running through all those screens and doing the JJ Redick stuff. So I would, yeah, I would favor Lee. Bucket. They run a trap on Russell, get the ball out of his hands. Who's handling the ball? That's what Andre yeah, Iguodala's no been. Question, that's what no Sean Livingston's Draymond. been. Draymond. That's what. That's what yeah. yeah. That's what I'm like. Yeah. Okay, somebody's got to be able to yeah, handle the ball. I don't know. The ball I don't know if they got that. I don't know if they got that. Yeah. But. But yeah, I, I, I take the yeah. I take the the Explosion, high percentage yeah. bucket yep. of of Damian Lee. But I really do. The I, thing I about feel, Burks is like he looks like he's always in the spot. He looks like what he know he knows what he's doing. But then the ball bounces off his leg a lot, or he's just short on a shot. Like he gets himself in these positions, and he doesn't finalize. It just tells you why he's bounced around. I think he'll be he better looks, around better players. Yeah, I yeah. can see him in that Livingston role. I, I, I want to know yeah. what this is. I, I want to like know his what, ball what, handle. I, he can handle the ball. He's a sure ball handler. He's a sure ball handler. He can create a shot. He can make a shot. Like I just feel like. <laughs> wow, that's great! <laughs> I just got a good text. <laughs> that's great. That's great. We can't I talk about was, it. Yeah, we I can't talk about it. <laughs> Marcus, text me, text me the text, Marcus. I feel like I feel like he can uh, he can make a shot. He can make a play. He can get in the lane. Like he's definitely not the Alex Burks. Alec Burks from Utah. No, but right? yeah, but, and and that Alec Burks didn't play a lot for Utah either. Don't text it to him right now. Don't do that. But uh, <laughs> I think Lee being a minus six on the season, considering uh, what the record is, That's is actually it's pretty good side that he's only a minus six, considering yep. uh, the other end of the blowouts that they've that they've been. And what's in, Alec so. Burks? Oh, I okay. I'll look that up. Not, not that bad. I don't think he's not that. He's not that bad. He, I mean, he, he, it's hard, but that for, uh, please yeah. bring back yeah, whoever was on that car for thirty to one is not good. I'll tell you that. Whoever was on that the floor, we got destroyed, and that was Steph, Draymond, and D'Angelo for most of it. So those guys got hammered. Yeah, they got they got yeah. they got destroyed. Man, All I right. miss let's, NBA let's, stats. Sorry. Let's uh, <laughs> let's close this out with some good old fashioned predictions. Let me give you the Warriors next. Let's say ten games. Let's go with ten games. We got oh, it's a, it's a tough road. L. We got Rockets. L. Jeez, <laughs> on the road at at Rockets, at Timberwolves, at Thunder, home against the Jazz, at Lakers, home against the Celtics, at at Pelicans. Jeez, back to New Orleans at Grizzlies. That's your that's eight. And how, then, how many back to backs? 
Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, so eight nine, they got Rockets off day, then back to back Wolves Thunder. Two days off. That's their only back to back. Oh, they got Grizzlies Mavericks back to back, nineteen to twenty. So you said this is ten games. Ten games, yeah. That's a that's yeah. a lot to project that's out. Two and eight. Right, let's go two five. Let's go five. Okay. Next, how about this? When is yes, the, the Warriors' next win? I could see them. Memphis? I could see them stealing it. For, I could see him stealing it from Houston. I, I look. Come on, I wouldn't. See it wow. Oh my! God. I would I think I am not. I've been. Wa- I've. I've watched hey, the majority hey, the of the Rockets we games have this at season. Chase were good last oh, night, but they man. weren't that good. No, I. I'm just saying. Look, if you're if you're saying gun to my head, I have to guess who's going to win. I'm going to say the Rockets. Right? They they've got way more experienced NBA talent. But I've watched most of the Rockets games this season and. That dynamic with Harden and Westbrook, that that is not working. That does not look good. Their defense, the Warriors have the 30th worst defense. The Rockets are 29th. Um, not a lot of size to really go up against Pascal if he wants to romp around down there. Uh, so I I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, Don't they just the they Rockets... put P.J. Tucker on Pascal, just like he's Durant. Just like, you go, we're but, taking you out. And who's guard James Harden? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, look, James Harden. It's going to be similar. It's going to be similar to what happened with Lillard, where Lillard can go off and and Harden can go off, right? But the Rockets are not putting up any sort of resistance well, defensively. I, I can see they play Harden sloppy. and Westbrook fighting over who's going to destroy the Warriors, right? Like this is their chance. Right? They've been waiting for this moment. They're going to be I, I could over see the it ball. too. And look, you can say it was the Miami flu. I saw that game against the Heat where Westbrook was a minus forty six in twenty six minutes. Um, I, I'm just saying, uh, look, that, that's a game where I would probably, if I was betting it, if I was picking it, uh, the spread would be very intriguing to me. I wouldn't want to predict a Warriors win, but I'm not, I'm not just writing that By one. By the way, off not on the board. Lose. I looked it up. It was not on the board yet. I don't know. Not on the board yet. yet. Um, and oddly enough, I might like it a little better. I might like it a little better if, uh, if, if no D'Lo, and then it's an even bigger spread, I think that's even that's that's more intriguing. So, and also the update on Burks and the plus minus, I think he's a minus nineteen, and he not 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 terrible. But then again, he only played a few minutes of the Phoenix game, was a minus one in that game. So, yeah, I you know some something to think about. I'm going with the Oklahoma City game at Oklahoma City. It's going to be tough game. for them on the road. It's going to be tough. On a, ba- on a back to, on a back to ba- on a back to back, back, back don't matter. He's twenty years old. Everybody's twenty yeah. years old. I, I think OKC is going to smack. They them won up. the back to back the first time. No, no, they, they got blown Nor- out. They New Orleans. Orleans. Yeah, yeah. Orleans. yeah if, if Steven Adams is playing, I think he's going to romp down there. This is where he's, the Warriors like, yeah, y'all smacked us by forty. We we got some. We got something for you. I got them zero for five. Low for five, and this is me being optimistic about this group. But I mean, the reality is they're gonna go. Yeah, I can't see. see Is Towns back? Is Town? Wait, I'm trying to remember the suspension. Is Towns back for that Minnesota game? I don't know. See, that's very meaningful. I mean, if if Towns isn't back, then that's one they can certainly get. Could yeah. they get Utah coming in here? They could. They got they an could. easy win. Yeah, they could. Mm. It could be one of the same old thing. It could be the same old thing where, you know, they're overlooking them. Pascal you know. and uh, Donovan Mitchell are best friends who grew up together. So maybe, uh, maybe uh, Donovan will chill out. He's up a little bit. Take him out for some food the night before. Uh, Utah. Oh, Utah Jazz. They're not on a back-to-back, so I don't think they're going to lose that one. I got 0 for 5. 0 for 5. 
with some wins coming up. With some wins coming I've got, up. Not I've there. got one for I've got one for five. Uh, I've They're, got one. I think they'll one get one. I mean, I mean it's yeah, hard likely. to pick yeah, which yeah, just, one. Just tell me right? which one. Yeah, just, I mean, I, I'm all for that. Numbers tell you NBA teams are going to win, but I don't think this team is going to be so good on the road. It's just, you know, confidence is such an important part of this, especially for young players. Yep. And you hit a couple at or at Oracle. No, that would be not. You hit a couple Chase. at Chase Center, and things get going, and you feel great about yourself. You turn around, you miss, you know, a couple bad shots in Oklahoma City, and, you, and we saw they just their heads drop, and the whole thing caves in on them. We saw this happen when they had Durant and Steph and Draymond out there in playoff games. This is going to be rough for them on the road. No I question. think uh, I think Towns is back for that game, so that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, I, I I think they're gonna they're gonna get one, but I can't see I can't see more than one. And I think they're gonna get they're gonna get romped. Pretty, yeah, Towns pretty, will be back. They're, they're gonna get torn good. apart by the Lakers. I would have to I would have yeah. to think. Yeah, in L A. You know, unless a there's a reverse when before with all the great players they go to L A. and stay a night and get their heads messed up and lose. Now they're young and they're all focused and the Lakers overlook them. Maybe there's a reverse and L A. curse. I don't think so though. Boston will not home? predict it. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, there's, it's gonna like remember those Muscleman teams. They like they won some games just because some teams came in the Oracle and just didn't care. And I can see that happening. You know, they're gonna look at the Warriors' record, they're gonna look at the roster, and they're just gonna go, ah, whatever. And the Warriors are gonna jump them. I don't know that's gonna happen that often, but it's going to happen at times. The, those Muscleman teams should not have won what like 37 games. A couple, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean they shouldn't have just because they jumped some teams. Kings are the same way. They, you know, when they they had bat, a bunch yeah. of veterans though, right? Yeah, they did. It was a much, yeah, it was a much more a team where you could could see it. But you know, young energy is just you know a similar sort of thing in, in a home arena. I just don't think the Warriors are going to win many road games. That that defense is not going to travel well. Uh, what'd you eat at Chase, Ethan? Uh, I didn't did, but yeah, it was just so strange that Marcus. Yeah, yeah. It's so strange that Marcus asked me because I was I got confused. I was like, <laughs> yeah, didn't we oh, go to? Yeah, I was asking TK. No, I know. No, I, I I've eaten I've eaten the burger. I've eaten. You had the burger dog? No, I did not have this. T- I've had it before. Yeah. At, 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 did in, you eat last night? Last night I ate in the arena because I was doing a little little uh, TV thing. I had to get out there quick. So uh, I ate in the arena. I just ate in the media room. It was fine. What was it? Oh, it was p- pasta. It was fine. But I've done. The burger, I've done the chicken sandwich. I think I've done one other thing. But you guys were happy with the tacos, yeah. so that's good to know. I want to do. I want to. Right? I want to do. I want to do the Sam's Chowder House. Uh, I'm getting roll. those. Yeah, I'm yeah. getting lobster rolls. Yeah, yeah. Great. I had yeah, the lobster yeah, roll. That's what I want to do. David Kelly had these crab fries that looked incredible. From there. From yeah, there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There I think. I think I, that's the longest line I've seen. By the way, during games, so I think that's probably the the most popular, at least in that one little area. Tony's Pizza, I'm gonna try. I, I've had Tony's Pizza at Giant Stadium, and it's fine. It's not like as good as it is. People in North rave Beach. about it. I don't the know one in North. I think if you get it in North Beach, do they rave about it at Giants games? I just hear yeah. people like Tony G's Pizza. Yeah, like, it's good. It's I'm good. It's good. It's not like, bad. Is, it's not bad. Is that yeah. the Detroit style? Is Caesar. that the Detroit style pizza that Nate Duncan was was I, raving about? I've never heard of Detroit yeah, style pizza. You said Detroit style pizza. Detroit style pizza. Like Chicago pizza. With a bullet in it, yeah. like, <laughs> it, 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 it's it's in squares and it's done in such a way that the cheese is part of the crust, or the cheese effectively is the crust. Okay. So it's I, Little uh, Caesars. Yeah, <laughs> Little I've, Caesars. I've, I've had. Pizza? What's that? There's a red. There's not Red Robin, but there's like a red something pizza in the Midwest. Red Baron. Red no, but it's something like that, and they cut it in squares, and it's pretty good. 
But I do not know uh, the, the Tony's pizza I've had at the Giant Stadium has been normally cut, so I don't. So think it's nor- so it's not. Uh, so yeah, it was Nate Detroit Duncan was, style. <laughs> Nate Duncan was talking up some Detroit style okay. that was either near there or in there. I will say to the Tacalicious, that's the best thing I've had so far. Uh, I like the brisket tacos quite a bit. Um, the cookies, the media cookies. It, oh, what it, are those? Incredible! I just want to point that it, out. What are they? are like oatmeal chocolate said, chip. Like, what? Those things not are to be incredible. a hater, it needs to be said. Bake sale Betty's, not necessarily. No, I've had, the, I've had the bake sale Betty's and I did not like it. Especially that much. if you've yeah. had it yeah. in Oakland. Not yeah. not up to the Oakland location yeah, yeah. level. I mean, it's still pretty good. It's fine. It's just yeah, right it's just yet. not like if you're. That's the problem is like you know the, the the burger is supposed to be like the Olympic Club burger, which I have been lucky enough to have, and this is not even a, a close approximation. It's probably a fine burger, but it's not. That is the best burger I've ever had in my life. Is the Olympic Club burger and. This ain't it. Sorry, like sorry, sorry sale, Top Bill, whatever the name is. Hot dog yeah, bill. the Bake Sale Betty's Oakland version is like the Warriors Oakland version most recently seen. <laughs> and Chase Jeez. Center's is the Warriors Chase Center. Jeez. Oh, my God. That's just Radio Ethan. But the, pa- but the, but the, but the, you know, the Eric pa- Paschal version of Bake Sale Betty. <laughs> it's there. not bad. You know, it's not bad. <laughs> Kai Bowman here there for you right here. We don't have Steph, but we got Kai Bowman. You'll like it. It'll be fine. That's so wild. That's crazy. Uh, I'm getting, was, what is this about dumplings y'all were talking about? Yeah, there's Anybody there is a restaurant that has them. It's it's, it's the Dumpling Time. By the dumplings. way, we found they don't Philly, call they don't call the, the restaurant that. Though, we, so I don't know exactly where it is. We found it might Phil- be United might be in United Club. We I found, found a Filipino it. food oh, yeah. spot, right? Oh, Senior Cecil or something like no, that. No, no, it was uh, what was it called? It was it was next to Tacalicious. What was yeah. the name? It's of that all place? in United Club. Shasta, something. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but I was all excited. And man, maybe it's delicious. But when they said that the it had Impossible the, Burger, in it, yeah, the lumpia, the lumpia is vegetarian. Meat. Oh, okay. It's like I'm not like, in the market. Impossible meat in lumpia. Like, just yeah, don't I'm eat not, lumpia. Yeah, I'm not in the market for vegetarian lumpia. I mean, it's great that other people are, but that's just not that's not what you I'm know, looking there's veg- for. There's veg- vegetable dumplings. I, I mean, I'm sure it's a similar kind of. thing. And, and I gotta say, dumpling time. I I haven't eaten there, but not is too it actually many in options. there? There is a restaurant yeah. that is called something else that uses dumpling times food. That's what I looked up. So I don't quite know where it is. I, and I don't found know the name a dumpling time. At least that was the sign in Portal. I think it was near go. Section 113 in a little portal in a little nook there. And uh, I looked at it, and there are only like three options. Yeah, I mean they're, not, they're not they're not going to have seven options. That's the problem. Like you know, it's only going to be soft a, opening. Yeah, yeah. And you just, we're going to go to the restaurant when it opens. That's what we're going to do. Yes. That's yeah. just, that's and we got to go to Gots. Gots is incredible yeah. when it opens. Okay. The so we gotta hit God's. Whenever that is. Meanwhile, I'm just rocking with Sam's. Sam's is the one. I'm rocking with Sam's. Sam's, Sam's is it. I gotta try Nate's too. Nate. Nate. Yeah. I get Big it. Nate's. That's a deli, right? No, the barbecue. No. Oh, barbecue. Yeah, yeah. barbecue. I don't know where is that? It's right by where we sit. Like okay. right by the media right. section. Yeah. Okay. Those are all. Those are right there. Yeah. I'm yeah Tony's little, is all right there. I'm a little bit of a barbecue snob, so yeah. I'll just. What's the uh, best barbecue in Oakland? Ooh, that's that the one, one you sent me to? Well, four seven five, whatever that was. Five five seven. I've never been there. How was it? Oh, it was good. It was, it was good. good. It yeah. wasn't the greatest, but it was, I like the, I like the setup. Was Fat really nice. Matt's probably. Yeah. Uh, I know my favorite, Smoking Woods. Smoking Woods, okay. Smoking Woods got the best brisket, I think. I'm a ribs guy though. I, I like I like the ribs at Smoking Woods. Ribs are tough to do. In my the spot, area. my rib spot is the uh, in Emeryville at the Public Market. They got yeah. Great ribs. They got great ribs. Public Market in general, such great options. Such great options. All right, we've talked enough. Until the Eric, the Eric Pascal show will be back with Eric Pascal part <laughs> next two. Week. Eric Pascal next week. Eric Pascal. Next week it'll be the Kai Bowman show. Or at some point we'll have a Jordan Poole show. We'll have a 
Willie Cauley style show. The Angela Russell show. <laughs> second half, sir. Second half. There you go. For more Warriors Plus Minus, for more Eric Pasco coverage, and to start your free subscription today, go to theathletic.com slash Warriors PM.